0: All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are yet again. And as always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance, another chance to get our acts together. Today is June 9th, 2022 and week 175. If you're new around here, Welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about withstanding God, and I'm not going to prolong it. We're going to get right into it, so I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer. If you guys have a uh, moment to spare where you can bow your heads and close your eyes with us, Uh, we definitely encourage you to do so. Gracious Lord, thank you for being just who you are, Lord. We thank you for all the many blessings that you continually pour out upon us, Lord. Uh, whether we deserve these things or not, Lord, you've been so gracious, so kind, so merciful, so loving, so forgiving uh, towards us, Lord, even as we continue to uh, just continue on this journey, Lord, you continue to be right with us, right by us. By our side, Lord, you promise to never leave nor forsake us As long as we keep your word, as long as we stay with you Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight, Lord That something would encourage us Something would uh, light a fire, light the passion in us uh, And get us back to a place where we may have fallen from Or if we never gotten to that place in you, Lord To help get us there for the first time Because, Lord, that's the most important thing is for us to be saved. And so that's what we're praying for, Lord, that we would all be saved. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us, that you would continue to remind us that there is a reason to still have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your loving name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, I want to thank God for this opportunity. Just to be in another Bible study, uh, because we, we know these times, these, these chances that God has given us, um, we should not take them lightly. Um, I've, excuse me, I think I might, feels like I almost have to sneeze. Um, but God has given us so many wonderful things. Um, And so I just want to take a moment to thank God. If you haven't did that today, even if you have, you know, this is another opportunity for us to just say, Lord, thank you. You know, you've been good to us, uh, regardless of how we feel. Sometimes we might be upset, um, a little down, a little sad, whatever, a little hot, a little cold, uh, a little sick, whatever. Whatever. Lord, you've been so good to us. My mind goes to just all of the things that I've even been seeing right here in the city that I live in. And I know there's um, trouble, trials and tribulations going on all over the world. And so my heart goes out. But, you know, things always affect you uh, even more when you see it. When it's right there, you know, close to home. When it's right there in front of you, uh, so you know, just just looking at the condition of things going on around town, people being shot, people being killed, you know, this is an opportunity for us to say, Lord, thank you, because there are people, there are many people who didn't know that hey, today was their last day. Many people that didn't know yesterday it was their last day. So. I just first want to thank God for my being here um, because God doesn't owe me this. You know, I I did nothing to deserve this. I I can't wake up and expect God or I can't go to bed at night and expect God to wake me up like God, you know, I I should wake up because I did so many good things today. I, I can't, I can't talk that way. I can't feel that way. So We're talking about withstanding God. And that is a place that if any of us fall into this category, we are in some serious trouble. Because this is the most dangerous position to be in, to stand against God. If God says something, I need to stand with him. You know, (laughs) um, let's look here in the book of Acts chapter 11 and verse 17 so we can read this.
0: For as much then as God gave them the light gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? Peter is talking
1: to some Jews here. And he's talking about how God filled These non-Jews, who are called Gentiles, he filled them with the Holy Ghost. Oftentimes, I go back to this topic, uh, speaking on receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking on being baptized, because I understand that there are many people uh, that this video may reach, whether it be on Facebook, um, uh, any of the other various platforms. And I want all of the people that this reaches to hear about the things necessary for us to be saved. Now, this this is not what I'm choosing. This is what God chose. And so now, if you don't agree with it, it's because you're choosing to withstand God. And so I'm going to take the approach that Peter took. He said, who am I? I know I can't withstand God. I know I can't oppose God. I know I can't go against him and tell God he's wrong. Even if it's something I might not agree with, I can't say, well, God, you're wrong for that. That's what we do with each other, man. We tell each other, no, no, you're wrong for that. (laughs) But God might say a person is right for something. So we have to weigh it. According to God's standards. So, read that verse again for me.
0: For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us.
1: God gave someone here the Holy Ghost, and Peter recognized it. He said, God gave them the same Holy Ghost, the same gift that he gave to us, which was the Holy Ghost. Uh huh.
0: Who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What was I that I could withstand God? Read that next one for us. When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. You know,
1: people, now if somebody asks me, well, Tony, do you believe we have to do this to be saved? Do X, Y, Z. Do you believe we have to get baptized to be saved? And now once I tell a person, they say, well, I don't believe that. But you know... If you say God says you have to do this, people start to think differently about it. So Peter had to tell them, it was God who did this. And I could not withstand God. So I want to go, go back to chapter 10 so we can talk about this. Because I don't want you to be on the wrong side of God. I don't want myself to be on the wrong side of God. And so God has a plan for us to be saved. It's not, you don't have, really, I hope you agree with it, but you have a choice and you do not have to choose to agree. But you will be standing on the other side of God. You will become God's enemy. And I don't want you to be that. But every time God tells us to do something, And we say, well, I don't believe I have to do that. Well, I don't believe I should do that. We become the opposers of God. We're withstanding him. So we're going to look at this. And again, I have to come back to these things. I have to, because someone out there has not done this yet. Someone has not been baptized in the name of Jesus, and someone has not been filled with the Holy Ghost. So it is necessary for me to do this. It is necessary. So let's start here in verse 1, and we're going to skip skip around some, but we'll start in verse 1.
0: All right. uh, We have a few comments. Uh, First, I believe, Casey, I can't see your first comment, but I believe he said, praise the Lord, my brother. So praise the Lord to you. I see he and um, are tagging a few people trying to get the word spread. We appreciate that. And David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well and having a great day in the Lord. Yes, we are. And we hope the same for you guys as well. Thank each and every single one of you for tuning in. And also we are paying attention to the YouTube comments now. So uh, we will see you guys' comments on there as well. So again, thank you for tuning in. Um, So we are in Acts chapter 10 and verse one. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, Mm -hmm. a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Now, you
1: know, this was a good man. He prayed always, the scripture said, always. He's praying. He was a praying man. Somebody said a prayer warrior. He was a good person according to our standards. But according to God, there's none good. He feared God. Look at the things that this man did. It said he was a devout man. He feared God with all his house. He even caused his family. He made sure they did right, you know, as far as he could control. He he was a good person as far as man's standards go. But according to God, there's none good. Keep reading here, Melvin.
0: He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him. And saying unto him, Cornelius. Mm-hmm. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Mm-hmm. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's, the angel
1: of the Lord comes and talks to him. And he is told, I want you to send for Peter. Read that next part so we can he can tell us why he wants Cornelius to send for Peter.
0: He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. Mm-hmm. He shall
1: tell thee what thou artest to do. Whoa, he's going to tell you what you need to do. See, we have to be careful to not withstand God, to not fight against God. We have to be careful because God is going to send someone to tell you what to do. But you know what? We want to go to someone else. We say, well, I don't want to talk to that person. (laughs) They never tell me what I want to hear. That's what King Ahab said. We might get to that. King Ahab didn't want to hear from a true prophet of God. And that's the way people are today. We don't want to hear Truly, what God said. We want to be told something that makes us feel good, something that tells us you can do what you want to do. We're withstanding God, and some of us don't even realize. So God appears to this man in a in a vision here, and He tells him, "Sin for Peter, you know God. God is." more than capable of telling Cornelius exactly what he wanted him to do, but he didn't. He said, I'm going to send someone to you to tell you what you need to do. We're bad today, man. man. We're smart today. We're educated. We're independent. We're strong. We said, I don't need nobody to tell me anything. I know everything. See, I can read for myself. We're withstanding God. We're fighting against God. So, God tells Cornelius, I want to send someone to help you. Now, we're going to drop down because Peter ends up coming down to Cornelius' house. And this is what I want to get to. So we're going to drop down. Let's drop down now to, let's see what verse. Drop down to verse 36. We'll read just a little bit here. We're at Acts
0: 10 and verse 36. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. he is Lord of all. That word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached.
1: This man begins to preach to them. He begins to tell them about Jesus. This is God's doing now. We need to hear the word of God. In the book of Romans, it tells us faith comes by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. How can we say, I have faith, but you don't hear the word? So many people say, I I have faith, I believe in God, but you don't hear the word. You don't have faith. It's impossible. What faith you have is very small. Jesus told the disciples in many places, O ye of little faith. He said that so we can increase our faith because the level that we're at, that's not what he's looking for. He said, when the Son of Man returns, shall he find faith on earth? So here, Peter begins to preach to them And something important is going to happen. Keep reading here.
0: How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Just telling them about Jesus. Go ahead. And we are witnesses of all things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a
1: tree telling them that they killed Jesus. Somebody withstood God. Drop down to verse 44.
0: While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. The
1: Holy Ghost fell. Fell from heaven. That's where it came from. In Acts chapter 2, it tells us there was a sound that came from heaven. You know, someone does not believe this. The Holy Ghost fell on all of them, which heard the word, drop down to verse forty-six, so I can show you how they knew, because this was a full house. This was a full house. It was more than just Cornelius here. I better go back up and show you, um, to make sure, uh. Go to verse twenty four. I want to show you it was a full house here. This was not just one person receiving the Holy Ghost. It was a full house. Up in verse twenty four, for us, man. And the
0: morrow after they entered into Caesarea, mm-hmm. and Cornelius waited for them, mm-hmm. and had called them to, and had called together
1: his kinsmen and near friends, called together his family, people related to him outside of his house, and his friends. Is a house full of people now. It doesn't tell us how many. But it's a house full of people. So now back to verse 44. And then we'll go down to verse 46. So you can read that again for us, Melvin, if you will.
0: While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them
1: which heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell on everyone in that house. See, this is God's doing. Never get to the place where you stand and fight against God. It's a losing battle. You know, sometimes you're just outmatched. I, I remember <laughs> um, some time back, my my younger brother, well, I only have one younger brother. He's 12. And every now and again, he likes to go outside and, and Shoot basketball in the yard. And he started talking towards me. Yeah, you can't beat, you can't even beat our younger cousin who uh, he's about six, seven. He's, oh, you can't even beat him. So you know, you can't beat me. And you know, what he failed to realize is he's outmatched. Now, I'm not a professional basketball player, but I can beat a 12 year old. And so we played. He said, oh, man, why are you doing all these moves I've never seen in my life? I did nothing spectacular. I I did nothing spectacular. Nothing. Anybody else, someone my age, they said, man, you need to go sit down. (laughs) But because my brother was no match for me, he lost easily. This is how we are fighting against God. We're no match for him. We're not even up to his level. We're not even close. God would be doing, we're not, we should not fight against him. This is what people do. So we find here, Peter is preaching and the Holy Ghost has fell on every single person in this room. So now, verse 46 again for us, Mel, because this is how they knew the Holy Ghost has fallen. There's a way you can know the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost today. You got to have the same experience that the people from the beginning experienced. I know we think everything has changed, but the word of God has not changed. His word is still the same, and it's standing forever. His word is forever settled in heaven. Read for us, Melvin.
0: For they heard them speak with tongues
1: and magnify God. See, this is God's doing. Once they heard this, once they heard them speak in tongues, they knew God's given them the Holy Ghost. I know someone today said, well, I got the Holy Ghost, and I didn't speak in tongues. Somebody feels that way today. But God didn't say that. God did not say that. You said that. Look at what happens after this. Verse 47.
0: Then asked Peter,
1: can any man forbid water? You know, once you are, there are two things. Of course, we need to repent. But now the other two things is being baptized in the name of Jesus and receiving the Holy Ghost. So now they have received the Holy Ghost. So Peter asks, can any man forbid water? Who's going to withstand God here? Who's going to fight against God? You know, as I look around today, so many people fighting against God. So many people don't want to get baptized in the name of Jesus. So many people don't want to receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Somebody says speaking in tongues is crazy. But do you not recognize you're fighting against God Almighty and you're no match for him? You're no match for him. So Peter asked this question, can any man forbid water? Mm Mm-hmm. That these should not be
0: baptized,
1: which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. See, he's talking to the people he came with because sometimes, a lot of times, those of us in Christ, we don't agree with what God says. So we have to be reminded, hey, don't fight against God. So Peter asked them, who's going to stand in God's way? Who's going to forbid something that God says should happen? Who's going to do it? That's where we come in Acts chapter 11. Peter said, who was I to withstand God? Peter recognized he's no one. Scripture tells us we are less than nothing. When it comes to God now, we're not trying to, uh, he wasn't trying to degrade us or humiliate us or embarrass us. Lower your self-esteem. He wasn't saying it for that purpose. He's letting us know. Don't get too bad where you think we can challenge God. We we cannot challenge God. We always have to humble ourselves when it comes to him. So Peter asked the question, can any man forbid water? Read that again for us, Melvin. Can any man forbid
0: water mm-hmm. that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we?
1: Who's stopping them from being baptized? Who's going to stop them? You know, people today want to stop you from getting baptized in Jesus' name. Some, if someone finds out you've been baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and you say, you know what, I want to get baptized again, You know what? They want to forbid you. They say, oh, you don't have to do that. Don't do that. Don't do it. Somebody wants to forbid you, but somebody's standing and fighting against God. Look at what happens. You know, the angel of the Lord told Cornelius that Peter was going to come down and tell him what he ought to do. What you what you better do, what you need to do, what you should do if you really want to be saved. That's what Peter came down for. Look at what Peter commanded. Next verse, man.
0: And he commanded them to be baptized
1: in the name of the Lord. See, this is the word of God. God is commanding you to be baptized in Jesus name. He's commanding you to receive the Holy Ghost if you don't want to. You're not fighting me. You're fighting God. This is the word of God. When Ananias and Sapphira, when they lied to Peter, Peter said, you're not lying to men. You're lying to the Holy Ghost. You're lying to God. You're withstanding God, not me. A lot of times people fight things but they don't recognize they're actually fighting God. And it's a scary thing to fall in the hands of a living God. The scripture tells us, Jesus, uh, God is described as not only a lamb, but also a lion. We don't want to get that side of God. We don't want to fight against him. So Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. We know his name. Paul found out his name. He said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. We need to be baptized in Jesus' name. This is what we are commanded. Read that again for us, Mel. And
0: he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord.
1: So this command came from God. The angel of the Lord told Cornelius, we read it. We better read it again because somebody might have missed that. We're going to go back up. Go back up to verse 5. Let's go. Yeah, go up to 5. 5 and 6.
0: And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. Call for Peter, and this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. He lodges with one Simon, a tanner, whose, na- whose house is by the seaside.
1: He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. He's going to tell you what you need to do. And so Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. This is what you must do. Jesus said to himself in Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Let us not withstand God. Let us not fight against God. Somebody say you don't have to be baptized. Somebody's fighting against God. Somebody say you don't have to be baptized in Jesus name. Somebody's fighting against God. Somebody said, it's okay if you get sprinkled. Somebody's fighting against God. Somebody said, well, you don't have to speak in tongues to get the Holy Ghost. Someone is withstanding God. And so in Acts chapter 11, I believe it was verse 17, Peter said, who was I? Somebody has to humble themselves. If you do not humble yourself now, the scripture tells us every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. Every knee and every tongue, you will be humble if you choose to oppose God. So we might as well bow down to him now. We might as well humble ourselves now. Let us not fight against God. He wants you to be baptized. He wants you to receive the Holy Ghost. You know, this is a message that somebody is going to say, But everybody doesn't teach that. Well, most preachers in the world don't preach this. You know, let's go. Let's go to the book of 2 Chronicles. We got anything, Melvin, we need to discuss before we we move?
0: Yep. um, We have a few comments, actually. Chris says, sending love, my brothers. um, Thank you for tuning in. He also says, me and you went to war over that. (laughs) <laughs> Over the subject of baptism, um, uh, I'm guessing between the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, or just in baptism itself. And then he follows up. He says, but now I'm baptized in, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. And that's great. Um, and Kiara responding to Chris says, praise God. That is a good thing because a lot of people, they will keep on arguing and not, you know, redo it. Uh, in Acts chapter, I believe it's 19, we we saw Paul go down and he had disciples be re-baptized because they weren't baptized correctly. And then we have a couple of questions from Bridget. Okay, let's get that. Um, she asks, what if you were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And also, should you be baptized a second time in Jesus' name?
1: Let's pull up the book of Acts 19. Even if you speak in tongues already? Hmm. pick up the book of Acts chapter 19 uh, excellent question Yep. you should get re-baptized 100% because God says so I, once you leave this study this Bible study you can go and ask another 10 people and I can just about guarantee you all of them will tell you Oh, you fine. You already been baptized. Don't worry about it. But I will tell you, let's look at what the scripture said, because the word of God is true. Let every man be a lie and let God be true is what the scripture tells us. So now let's pick up Acts chapter two and let's pick up verse one. And now if you look at this closely, you will find yourself. And not just you, many people around the world are in the same condition. Acts chapter 19 and verse 1. Let's see what it says, man.
0: And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples.
1: Now, the important thing here, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, he came and found some disciples. That's what you are right now. Uh, Miss, you said that was Bridget. Yes, Miss Bridget, you're a disciple. You are a person who's doing your very best to follow God. Just from you asking that question, that tells me you're concerned with following God. Sure, I'm, I'm sure. Like like all of us, we can be doing better. So I'm I'm challenging you. Continue to strive to be better, and that's why I believe you asked that question. So he came and he found some disciples. Look at what! Look at the question that Paul asked already followers of God. This is not people who do not follow God. Read that next next question, Melvin. He said unto them, "Have ye received the Holy Ghost since she believed?" See, that's the first question he asked. He, he already found disciples. He said, "Do you have the Holy Ghost, though? I know you're a believer, but do you have the Holy Ghost? They're not hand in hand." Just because someone said, you know, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross, that doesn't mean they have the Holy Ghost. So we have to clear this up so someone will not be deceived. We have to clear this up. He asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe?" Read for us, man.
0: And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. You know
1: what? He should have told them, hey, Even though you hadn't heard of it, you already got it. If, if when a person becomes a disciple, they automatically have the Holy Ghost. But it does not work that way. It does not work that way. And Paul understood that. A lot of people today don't understand this. So, let's see what happens here.
0: And he said unto them, "Unto what then were ye baptized? Mm -hmm. And they said, unto John's baptism.
1: He first asked about the Holy Ghost. And when they said, we don't know what you're talking about, he said, well, hold on. How did you get baptized? Who baptized you? And how did they do it? See, being a preacher of God, I need to ask you these questions. So please don't get mad when I ask. Because this is what God has commanded me to do. So he said, how did you get baptized? They said, we were baptized by John. Go ahead.
0: Then said, Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, Mm -hmm. saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. You know what?
1: They were not baptized in, in the name of Jesus Christ. They were not baptized in the name of Jesus. There's only one name under the sun given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. And so at their baptism, they did not get baptized in the name of Jesus. Read on for us, Mel.
0: When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus.
1: When they heard this, they got rebaptized, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what we just read in Acts chapter 10. Peter commanded them to be baptized, how?
0: In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name
1: of the Lord, he said.
0: Be baptized in the name of Jesus.
1: We know that name is Jesus. That's the only way the apostles ever baptized in the scripture. That's the only way you'll ever find in this scripture. When they carried out the baptism. They always baptize in Jesus' name. So 100%, if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, find someone. uh, I'll contact you after this. Find someone to baptize you in the name of Jesus. Because that is crucial. Because God said so. Not, Not because I'm saying so. I'm only commanding you to do what God said. And so I'll ask the same question that Peter asked. Can any man forbid water? Can anyone forbid this? So let's keep
0: reading here. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied.
1: So these people were not baptized in the name of Jesus, and they did not have the Holy Ghost. So here he prayed, he baptized them first, rebaptized. Then he prays for them. They received the Holy Ghost and spake in tongues. This is crucial. Peter said, Who was I to withstand God? This is God's work. This is God's will. And this is God's word. So, yes, if you were baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, be rebaptized. In the name of Jesus, it doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter where you do it. I've seen people say, I'm going to go over to Israel and get baptized. That's fine. But even if you get baptized in a bathtub, in a pool, in a lake, as long as a true preacher of God. Now, my, my cousin can't just baptize me. I better say that while we're on it. My friend just can't baptize me. Mama can't just baptize me. Dad can't just baptize me. The only person who needs to be doing this is the preacher that God chose and sent. Don't, sometimes people baptize themselves. <laughs> we can't do these things. So yes, 100%, be rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because the scripture... Declare so. This is the true word of God, being baptized in Jesus' name. This is about us making sure that we have this thing right. See, God rewards those that diligently seek him. So some people might have been baptized once, twice, three times, four. It doesn't matter as long as we get it right that last time. That's what counts. So yes, be rebaptized. This is what God is looking for us to make sure. We talked about that in Bible study. Make your calling and election sure. Make sure we do this thing the right way. We can't just do God do His business any kind of way. You said there was two questions.
0: Uh, that was um. She asked, What if we were baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost? And the second one was, Should we get rebaptized? Oh, okay. <clears throat> but um, she did follow up and says, I will be rebaptized in Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name. Thank you.
1: Glory be to God. Yeah. Glory be to God. Amen. Because this this makes a world of difference to God now. To people, people might look at it and say, Oh, it don't matter. But somebody, somebody is going to be caught withstanding God, fighting against what God says. You know, there's a lot of things that God says matters that people feel it doesn't matter. And that's where we get in trouble. So, I want to show you, if we don't have any other questions, let's move over to the book of 2 um, Chronicles. 2 um, oh, yeah. Chronicles chapter 18, and verse
0: 5. And David says, Acts chapter 2, verse 38 Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. Mm-hmm. And then he follows up and says, The rest of the verse, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, so we are in 2 Chronicles chapter 18 and verse 5. Therefore, the king of Israel gathered together of prophets 400 men. And said unto them, Shall we go to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for God will deliver it unto the
1: king's hand. I went over here because most preachers, now I'm a preacher now, but a lot of preachers now are going to fight and withstand God because the book says so. Most preachers are not going to tell you it matters how you get baptized. But in the book of Ephesians, verse 4 and 5, he says there's one Lord, one faith, and only one baptism. There's only one way for you to get baptized, And, and glory be to God. I only find one way they got baptized in the Scripture every single time they got baptized in the name of Jesus. I only find one way people receive the Holy Ghost every single time. They receive the Holy Ghost and they spake in tongues. It's only one way. It's only one way. So I'm about out of time here. But I want to show you that don't believe things just because most people say the opposite. Just because most people say something, don't believe that. Get into the word. Ask some questions the same way uh, the question was asked here. Ask a question. God respects those questions. That's what happened with Nicodemus. Man, ask some questions to Jesus. And so Jesus began to tell him things he needed to know. He told him things he needed to know. I better not get this. Let's go back to where we started. I, I've I've gotten too close to my time. Let's go back to where we started in the book of Acts. I'll save that for another time. In the book of Acts, chapter eleven, and verse seventeen. You know what? Go up to thirteen. We'll go to thirteen. Now, this is going to be a summary in chapter 11 of the things that happened in chapter 10. Let's see what Peter, let's see what happened here.
0: And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Isn't that
1: what God told Cornelius to do? We've, We've talked about it. We've read it. And now we're reading it again to make sure we get this thing right. God wants you to be saved. That's why we do this Bible study. So that people will be saved. And I'm telling you, being baptized correctly and receiving the Holy Ghost, that is a part of your salvation. Read that next verse for us, Mel. Who shall tell thee words. Now, remember... What we found in Acts chapter 10, God told Cornelius to go down, send for Peter. And he was going to tell him what he ought to do. He, he's going to tell you what you need to do. Now, you know, if you need to do something, if God tell you you need to do something. You better do it. Your salvation is at stake here. When we, do, when we fight against God, when we withstand him. Somebody said, Well, he didn't say he needed to do that to be saved. Well, I'm glad you think that. Let's see what he says in this verse, man. Start over in 14 for us. Who
0: shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved?
1: There it is. It's plain. God sent Peter down there to tell Cornelius, and not only him, but everybody in the house, some words that they needed to know to be saved. That's what being baptized in the name of Jesus and receiving the Holy Ghost, those are words that you need to know to be saved. And those are things that you need to do to be saved. Otherwise, you're withstanding God. Otherwise, if you say, well, I don't think I need to do that. I say, okay, but you're fighting against God. You're not fighting Tony because this is in the scripture. I didn't put it there. If you don't believe me, you pull out your own Bible. Somebody said, well, maybe their Bible says something different. You pull out your own Bible and pick up Acts chapter 11 and verse 14. Peter was going to tell Cornelius and and everybody in the house what they needed to know to be saved. God does this and he's still doing it to this day. Sending true preachers now. Don't just believe any and everybody. But he's going to send someone to you to tell you what you need to do. Verse 15 for us, Melvin.
0: And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning.
1: Peter is talking. He said, the Holy Ghost fell on us just like, it, excuse me, the Holy Ghost fell on them. They started speaking in tongues and praising God. The same way it happened to us in the beginning. If you know Acts chapter 2, Peter, the rest of the apostles, Jesus' mother, and some other disciples, they received the Holy Ghost the same way. Nothing is new under the sun. God has not changed. People are still receiving the Holy Ghost today. If you have not, this is your opportunity. Call on the name of Jesus. Contact me. Look, I will pray with you, and I'll be praying for you. You can receive the Holy Ghost tonight, today. Doesn't have to be next year. Doesn't have to be next month doesn't have to be five years from now. You can receive this today. If you have not been baptized, let me know. If you have been baptized, but you're not sure you've been baptized correctly, redo it. This is not something you want to play with. This is not something you want to say, well, I might have been baptized correctly. And you just leave it at that. You know, if you pulled out some food and you said, you look at it, and you say, uh, it might be old. Or this food might be raw. Are you going to take a chance and eat it? Uh, I really think that food might be raw. I think it might be old. Are you really going to take a chance? No, because you feel Man, I'm playing with my own health here. You know, your salvation is, this is your health. We're talking about eternity. If you get a stomach ache from some food, it's not going to last nowhere close to the length of eternity. We're talking about eternity. There are people, I, I want to close out on this, unless we have any other questions. If you have a question, certainly ask. Um, I want to go to the book of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 22. Start at 21. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21. See, the reason I'm telling you to take this serious enough and make sure is because someone is going to show up at judgment and stand before God and think they're going to be saved. But Jesus is going to say depart from me. You're not saved. Somebody didn't take it serious enough. Somebody just said, "Oh, it'll be all right. Oh, God knows my heart." Well, I'm I'm at least a good person. You know, the man Cornelius was a good person according to man's standards. Scripture said he was devout he feared God always. He gave much alms. That means he gave things to people, M- maybe money, maybe food, whatever. He helped people out when he had the opportunity. That's, what, that's the type of person he was. But you know what? God still appeared to him in a vision and told him, send for Peter so you can be saved. It's, it's going to be a sad thing for people to do all these wonderful things in the world. Somebody said, oh, I started a charity. Oh, I started a daycare for the children because I love the kids. Oh, I started this. I started that. You know, it's a sad thing for people to die and have did all these good things on earth and still go to hell. All because we would not take the message from God. I want to show you somebody might feel that's not going to happen. Surely God's not going to send that person to hell. I'm sure somebody feels that way. But I want to give the book. Let's pick up Matthew 7 and 21.
0: And really quickly, because uh, I want to get them before they scroll down too far. Bridget says, amen and glory to Yahweh and also, and also building the kingdom of heaven in mm-hmm. time Army, Is that a song? I'm not sure. And then um, she says, uh, these questions had been on my heart a lot lately. So I know I was meant to watch this Bible study.
1: You know, God put this study on my mind because every now and again, I will feel that burden in my heart to talk to someone about being baptized in Jesus' name, to talk to someone about making sure they have the Holy Ghost. God wants us to be saved. He wants all his people to be saved. And he told us his sheep will hear his voice. No doubt about it. Pick up verse 21 here.
0: Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not
1: everyone calling Jesus, Lord Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega. Not everyone calling him God. Not everyone calling him my Lord and Savior. He said they're not all going to enter in. Read that again, Melvin. Now this is Jesus' red writing. Read it for us again, Melvin.
0: Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven.
1: Now that's plain.
0: Not everybody's going to
1: make it. Who even said, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Somebody said, I went to church. I got saved that day. I said, he's my Lord and Savior. He said, not everyone that's saying that is going to be saved. Read for us, Melvin.
0: But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven.
1: Hallelujah. God told Cornelius, send for Peter, who's going to tell you what you ought to do not what you probably should do no he's going to tell you what you need to do things to be saved he's going to tell you and so the reason these people were not saved is because they didn't do all of the things God told them to do now it's not only being baptized and receive the Holy Ghost I don't want to uh, I don't want you to get that confused but that's where this thing starts. That's where this starts. So he said, those that do what God told them to do. Go ahead, man.
0: Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not
1: prophesied in thy name? Many. look Look at the people count here. He said many people. You know, we think most people are going to heaven today. That's what we're thinking. I've never been to a funeral, never, never heard about a funeral where somebody did, <laughs> where somebody said, Yeah, so and so uh they went to hell. Now, I wouldn't go to any funeral and say that either. But I'm also not going to go to all these funerals and say so-and-so went to heaven. So he says, Many will say to me in that day, it's too late now. But they're going to say in that, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Didn't we talk about the goodness? Didn't we talk about all the good things you did for us? Didn't we tell people about you? I've seen people run all across the world to tell someone else about Jesus. And they weren't even saved themselves. This is who he's talking about. This is what he's talking about. Read for us, Mel.
0: And in thy name have cast out devils.
1: People have cast out devils. They've been praying. Somebody said, oh, I'm praying for you. They've casted out devils. They've been talking about the goodness of Jesus. Read for us. And in thy name done many wonderful works. We did a lot of good things for you, God. All of the charities. All of the organizations, all of the times, we've did things to help out and build up your name. Uh Uh-huh.
0: And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me,
1: ye that work iniquity. Someone did not do what God told them to do. They withstood him. All while saying I'm a follower of God. You know, there are a lot of people like this today. Claiming to be followers of God. And yet. Yet doing everything God said not to do. God, people say he knows my heart. He sees this. I might not see it. I tell people all the time, I'm not going To uh, sit outside someone's house, put up a surveillance camera, scope out the house, watch them, watch their every move to try to see if they're living right. I'm not doing that. God is already doing that. He already has a camera inside your house. There's no place you can go. You know, in a store, people like to find those dead areas where the camera can't see them. See, we get smart. We say, oh, if you just go in that corner over there, the camera, it, it won't pick you up. But glory be to God. There's no place you can go where he cannot see you. You can't. There is no dead area. There is no place you can go to hide from him. So we must not withstand God because many people are doing this today. And thinking they're on God's side. Thinking they're on the right side. And he's still telling us, repent, change, be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the Holy Ghost. Become a new creature. God wants to work some miracles in our lives. He wants to show us things that we've never seen before. But we have to do what he says. We can't treat God like we treat our boss. Sometimes when we don't agree with what the person over us says, we say, well, I'm not going to do it. See, if a person doesn't watch us enough, if we we know we can get away with something, we'll do it. And we think we can do that with God. We say, well, he's not watching that close. I can get away. We can't get away with him. So if, uh, are there any other questions, Melvin? Yes.
0: Go ahead with it. Um, Kiera says, so basically, we don't need to get caught up in what people are doing. The scripture says, we'll know them by their fruits. Do people with the wrong baptism produce fruits differently from people who have the right baptism. I know people who do some great things for God, but aren't baptized again. I'm not sure that I would have known that this one person wasn't born again until they mentioned anyone can be ba- can baptized by saying Father, Son, and Holy
1: Ghost. That's the fruit right there. You shall know them by their works. Baptism is a work. You'll know them. People are declaring what side they're on. Just by saying that, that is the fruit. If we cannot back it up with Scripture, I cannot follow it. I have to follow exactly what's in the Scripture. If people don't follow exactly what God says, we get ourselves in trouble. We we spoke on that recently um, when I asked, What was the first sin? Eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Somebody said, well, how can eating be such a big sin? You know, to us, that would not seem to be that big of a deal. Somebody said they ate ate an apple, a banana, whatever you want to call it. But think about that. If you wish to say it was an apple, now it goes deeper than that, but let's say it was an apple. Eating of an apple, that doesn't seem to be some big crime, but it is if God tells you not to do that. That's what makes it a sin. When God tells you don't do this, but you say, God, it looks so good. I want that though. That's what got them in trouble. So you will know anyone by what they do. Compare our life to the word of God. If someone says, Tony, you're wrong on this subject. You're wrong on that. You're wrong on this. You're wrong on that. I'll say, fine. Show it to me in the scripture. See, if you can prove it to me from the scripture, I won't have any choice but to believe it. But now if you prove it to me by saying, well, this is what my grandmother said, (laughs) that's not enough. We need the word of God. The scripture tells us again, his word is forever settled in heaven. We got anything else, Mel? Yes, Casey said, so when you disobey God, that's sin. One hundred percent. That's all sin is, going against God. That's what we're talking about tonight, withstanding God. God says one thing, we say, well, I don't believe that. But you said you were a believer of God. Now you've become an unbeliever. So yes, yeah, sin is always going against what God said do. And it doesn't have to be uh, an heinous act. It doesn't have to be uh, something that just seems so wrong. No, if God says it's wrong, that's what makes it wrong. Got anything else, Mel? I think that's it. So that's where we are. It's about following God's word, no matter who withstands God's word, no matter who goes against his word. You know, I'll, I'll have to show you some other time. The 400 prophets that claimed they were speaking God's word in the book of 2 Chronicles. 400 prophets against one prophet who God actually sent with a real message. Everybody else claiming they have the message. These are preachers now. And they all told King Ahab, go down to Ramoth Gilead. God is going to bless you. You're going to prevail. But only one prophet said, don't do it. It's not going to end well for you. But the man wanted to hear what sounded good. He had itchy ears. As Paul said, I believe in the book of Timothy, he had itchy ears. And so we're the same way today. We say, well, most people say this and that's what will cause us to believe because most people say it so. We have to be careful with that. Just because most people are saying do this and do that as it pertains to the word of God, we still have to go back and check it with the word of God. So if there's nothing else, I'm going to say thank you, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for um, just taking this serious. And I'm hoping, I'm praying that God will put it on all of our hearts. All of our hearts to do what he says. His commandments are not grievous, the scripture tells us. His commandments aren't hard to do. Once you have a made up mind, you can do everything God said, do. So at this time, if there is nothing else, I'll turn it back over to the hands of Melvin. God bless you guys. And thank you.
0: Yes, thank you um, for tuning in. And Bridget says, I don't believe most in quotes people. Um, and that is definitely true. Um, it just goes to show, as I've said many times before, there are a lot of different churches and each church is telling you something different. And yet they're all saying, this is what God told me. And, you know, the ones that are wrong, they're saying the stuff that we want to hear or what sounds pleasing to the ears, meaning that we can do whatever we want. God still loves us, which he does, but it's the sin that he hates. And um, there's a scripture that says, be careful for nothing. And at first I didn't get what that was saying, because what it looks like naturally on the outside. Is it saying, don't be careful for anything. You know, be careless. But you know, there are a lot of things dealing with God that we call nothing. Oh, that's nothing. God doesn't care about that. He doesn't care how you do this or how you do do that, especially when it comes to baptism. If it's sprinkling, if it's saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost, they say there's nothing Mm -hmm. as far as the way. But the scripture tells us to be careful for that. I remember growing up, um my childhood neighborhood you know we had our house then we had the neighbor's house and right on the other side of our neighbor's house we had a fence and my parents would always tell me don't go past that fence you know you can go out play with your kid i mean play with your friends and do this ride your bike but don't go past that fence now we look at that like why don't they why don't they want me to go past this fence oh they just don't want me to have fun you know So many things happen with kids being snatched up. Now, see, that might not be a sin to our eyes, but technically it is because the scripture says, honor thy father and thy mother, obey them. So if I did wrong and went past the fence, which I did plenty of times, that's sin because they said not to do it. And I did it. Another rule they had was when I was much younger, they said, don't go playing in the streets. See, God knows way better than we do, and we got it backwards. We think we know more than God does. We did a Bible study called No Knowledge in the Land, but yet we think we have all the knowledge. See, my parents knew way better than I did at that age by saying, don't go into the streets. You know, I'm mad. Like, man, y'all don't want me to do anything around here, but people drive crazily run stop signs, there are drunk drivers. But me at that young age couldn't comprehend that. I was just always about, man, they don't want me to do anything. See, God tells us to do a lot of things for our protection. And we will be fine if we obey. See, I'm really glad about, um, and I'm sure there are other people, but since they mentioned it, I'll just mention them too. Chris and now Bridget, who's saying they were baptized another way, and now they're seeing Hey, I need to get rebaptized, or I need to get baptized in Jesus' name in the first place to make sure you're you do it you do it right. Um, Tony said earlier, a lot of people may have said, "Well, I may have been baptized correctly." See, I was baptized, I believe, when I was eleven, and I don't remember what the preacher said. He could have said in Jesus' name, and I would have fallen into that category. Like I may have been baptized correctly, but I had to go back and do it again just to be sure. Because this is eternity that we're dealing with. Even if you have a prison sentence, it's nowhere near close to eternity. I remember the, the apostles being in prison. And Paul was still glorifying God. Even when the doors were open, they, I, I believe by an earthquake, if I'm not mistaken, they stayed in there. And they were eventually released. See, whenever something happens to us, we complain. But the scripture says, rejoice through tribulation. It it worketh experience and patience. In another place it says, and patience possess ye your soul and your patience. I can't tell you how many times I've heard about people dying because they weren't patient. You know, we have these county roads, 55 miles per hour. I know that seems slow. It definitely seems slow to me. So we try to pass the other person. And mainly, which is fine, but mainly we shouldn't do that up a hill or going around a corner. I've heard many stories of people being impatient, dying because they couldn't stay behind the car that was trying to be safe. So, And that's not the only situation. There are a lot of different situations. So I pray that um, if we are wrong and somebody points it out in the scripture that we are wrong and we see it, that we take heed and not withstand God. Because I know I've talked to people too, and say it doesn't matter how you get baptized. We've even talked to a person that says, I see it, I see this right in the scripture, but I'm still not going to do it. And God said it's better for you to have never even known me, if to, and otherwise for you to have known and still did wrong. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Praise God for you, Chris, and um, now Bridget and whoever else. I know there are others. I'm just saying those two because they mentioned it in the comments. So I don't think they mind me mentioning it for them. But praise God, because that makes me so excited. Um, David says, uh, disobedience to the word of the Lord is sin. And also, it's what the word of God says that makes the difference. Definitely. Sin is what is against God. And we could be sinning without even knowing because we don't put the time in to study to show ourselves approved. But I believe that's everything. Um, That's all I have to add to it. I pray that you guys got something out of it. Uh, We took it back to the basics today, but we always need a little reminder here and there because there's some things that um, even I got. And I've read these scriptures, these set of scriptures a lot of times. And each time I read them, it's like I get something new. I can talk about it. I can go at it at a different angle. I know we like to not listen to things that we've already heard before. But just like a movie, you can watch a movie first time and then watch it again. And then you see something that you didn't see the first time. It's the same movie. It's always been there. But now you see it in a different angle. You watch it a third time, same thing same way with the word of God. I always, always stay hungry when it comes to learning more about God because it's always beneficial. So uh, that's all I have to say. Um, I believe that is all of the comments. I don't think I missed any. Uh, We don't have any on YouTube. So praise God. Thank you guys for commenting. Casey, David, Kiara, Chris, and Bridget. Thank you guys so much for the interaction because that's what it's all about, asking questions and getting answers. So thank you, thank you so much. Um, As as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Great message every single week. We'd love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, no matter how hard it is, count it all joy, no matter what your earthly situation looks like. As I've said before, if God can bring you to it, He definitely can. And we'll bring you through it should you stay obedient. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Until then, we'll see you guys then again. Have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. Again, thank you for tuning in.